I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of God bless Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of the year 2021, and just like all of you, I am praying for us to all have a hell of a year. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a situation going on in the NFC East, a situation to where somehow, someway, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Washington football team still have a shot of winning the playoffs. Because yet, there is still not to be an NFC East champion. The NFC East champion remains to be seen, and there will be one that will be crowned this Sunday. And in my case, I sincerely hope it's the Dallas Cowboys. But that is just what I'm here to talk about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, who would have ever thought that the Cowboys find themselves in a position to where they desperately need their arch-rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles, to win the game for them. Since the Cowboys were swept by the Washington football team, Washington holds the advantage. All Washington has to do to win the NFC East now is to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. In the Cowboys' case, they have to beat the New York Giants, but they have to rely on the Eagles. In other words, the Eagles have to beat the Washington football team, and Dallas has to beat New York. That's the only way Dallas wins the NFC East. If Dallas beats New York, but Washington beats Philadelphia, then that makes no difference. Washington takes the NFC East title. To be honest, I'm starting to come to the point where I don't know if Dallas really has a chance anymore, okay? Obviously... Uh, we need in Washington. We need Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson to all be out. Okay. McLaurin and Gibson did not practice today, although Alex Smith did did practice, although it was limited. So that's as far as Washington goes. So we better hope that Alex Smith does not play this Sunday. However, when it comes to the Eagles, the Eagles are truly beat up, ladies and gentlemen. Because nine players have been officially ruled out. And I'm going to go over the list for you. Fletcher Cox. Derek Barnett. Miles Sanders. Deshaun Jackson. Dallas Goddard. Jordan Mileta. Sean Bradley. Duke Riley. And Richard Rodgers. Well, well, well. We all saw how Philadelphia's defense was quite vulnerable after the departure of Fletcher Cox. He suffered a stinger in Week 16 against the Cowboys. Well, now Washington still has some sort of home field advantage because the game is taking place at Lincoln Financial Stadium. However, we can't deny the fact that Washington is, in fact, a decent team with some very good talent, okay? I mean, Washington's passing defense is respectable, okay? Washington de- Washington's defense overall is quite respectable. So don't be surprised if they get to Jalen Hurts a couple of times or if they even match to force a couple of turnovers. At this point, it's up to Jalen Hurts to make sure that that does not happen. 
what the Eagles have to do is they have to f- somehow dig deep inside themselves and win the game. Okay? I ask myself, ladies and gentlemen, are the Philadelphia Eagles willing to throw a game? Okay, you know what? No, I shouldn't say that. Are they willing to actually lose the game to, to prevent the Cowboys from going to the playoffs? I mean, come on. Would the Eagles really be able to deliver themselves to the fact that they beat Washington, Dallas beats New York, and as a result of their win over Washington, Dallas takes in NFC East and goes to the playoffs? I mean, let's not forget the Cowboys eliminated the Eagles from playoff contention in that 37-17 loss. Okay? And as far as Jalen Hurts goes, and what we've seen in these past couple of games is the first half, he's great. But in the second half, it's a completely different story. I mean, I don't know what's going on. The Washington, excuse me, the Philadelphia Eagles dominated the Cowboys, especially in the first quarter. It was 14-3 at the end of the first quarter. Okay? You know, Deshaun Jackson had that 81-yard touchdown uh, drive. You know, that, that catch, you know, he, of course, he somersaulted it. He somersaulted and then... Did that, you know, though, you know, and, and we spoke about this, and when I uh, had Josh Kirby on the show, it was basically to make up for that game in 2008, and also to make up for that uh, Senior Bowl game when he was in college. <laughs> but as far as the Eagles go, I mean, yeah, they're seriously they're, they're depleted, but you know, Carson Wentz is still there, Alshon Jeffrey is still there, several other guys are still there, but the running game, you know, it's definitely beat up, so it's really going to be a uh, it's not going to be a, a night of fun and festivities for the Eagles. I mean, wins a win. I mean, at least it'll give them some pride. But the Eagles would have to live with the fact that their win allowed the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Now, this is provided, of course, that the Dallas Cowboys are able to beat the New York Giants. So that's what I want to talk about. Can the Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants? Absolutely they can. Now I'm not quite sure who's going to be starting this Sunday for Dal. Uh, excuse me for New York. Obviously for Dallas, it's definitely going to be Andy Dalton. And speaking of Andy Dalton, I can't I can't tell you how impressed I've been with him. Great backup, you know. Obviously started out slow, but in the last couple of games he's able to connect with Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. And against Philadelphia, he was able to connect well with Michael Gallup, who unfortunately leads the league in uh, drops, but. It was great to see Michael Gallup have a great game. You know, overall, it was great to see Andy Dalton have the best game of this season with the Cowboys. And, you know, and speaking of relying on the Eagles, okay, there's probably nobody, and I mean nobody, that's relying on the Eagles more than Andy Dalton himself, okay? Because if the Dallas Cowboys go to the playoffs, he will receive a $1 million incentive. Lord knows how important that is, you know, just... Get a $1 million bonus for, for going to the playoffs as a starting quarterback. I mean, that is pr- is pretty huge. So I really hope it happens in his case. <clears throat> it looks to me like Daniel Jones will be starting against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, er- earlier this year in the first uh, encounter between the Cowboys and the Giants, Daniel Jones had a, had a respectable game. Made a couple of big passes. And, you know, he was even able to, to, to evade, you know, our, our defensive line. Like, several times he could have been sacked, but he would escape. So it's pretty humiliating to see Daniel Jones kind of humiliate our uh, defense, you know, at, at, who at the time was, you know, god-awful. I mean, they're still technically nail-biting. I mean, I still don't fully trust the Cowboys' defense, although they did, in fact, force a total of 10 turnovers in the last three games. 
and somehow that puts them in the top 10 in uh, takeaways all of a sudden. How interesting is that? A couple weeks ago, they're a horrible defense. They can't do anything right. Then all of a sudden, they're forcing stops, and they're forcing turnovers. I mean, where was that this season? Where was that early in the season? So what will it take for the Dallas Cowboys to beat the New York Giants? Well, it's going to be the same thing as last time. Do not let Daniel Jones pick the defense apart. They have to sack the quarterback. They have to force turnovers and force stops. And what's really important, ladies and gentlemen, do not commit stupid penalties. For the love of God, we've seen this for a number of years. We've seen this all season. Costly penalties kill the momentum, okay? It gets so frustrating that this team will give up. No stupid penalties, especially on defense. And as far as the offense goes, Andy Dalton's going to have to connect well again with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup, okay? And on a more important note, the Dallas Cowboys will in fact need their running game. Zeke Elliott had his second 100-yard receiving, excuse me, his 100-yard rushing game against the Eagles. Unfortunately, that's his only, his second one of the, of the year, but you know what? It was against the Eagles, and it, it was against a crucial time. So really... It was great. But if somehow, if he can have another one this Sunday against the Giants, it'll certainly be good. But Zeke Elliott's going to have a lot to make up for next season, okay? Now, as I'm looking at the rush defense ranks, okay. Well, the New York Giants allow an average of 112 rushing yards per game, okay? So Zeke Elliott's going to have to punch through a lot. I mean, if, if they have to continuously you know, feed both Zeke and Tony Pollard, run the game, run the ball more. If that's effective, then I say go for it. I mean, there's really nothing to question as far as that goes, okay? But now I'm taking a look at the passing defense. New York allows an average of close to 241. So New York's defense is not bad, and it's not great. But I still would not underestimate them. Because even they are capable of intercepting a pass. And, you know, even they're capable of sacking Andy Dalton numerous times. I mean, keep in mind, the offensive line is still a situation because there's no Tyron Smith, there's no Zach Martin, no Lyle Collins, you know, who's been out all year. I mean, it's been said numerous times this season on the show. The great offensive line wall that the Dallas Cowboys had a couple years ago, it's long gone. It's dead. I mean, ever since the retirement of Travis Frederick, this offensive line really hasn't been the same now, has it? And I spoke about this, you know, back when the Cowboys were just having such a horrible year when I was kind of found that they would finish 2-14 and and, you know, not win any more games and have a secure a top-five draft pick. I was really hoping that Penai Sewell would be the guy that Dallas can take because Penai Sewell is the offensive tackle out of the University of Oregon who's a very good blocker. He would be well needed to help rebuild the offensive line so we can provide some very crucial quarterback protection. And more important, we can help reestablish a very convincing running game. But at this point, it's unlikely. If Dallas makes the playoffs, it's unlikely. You know, I would I would just poise them, you know, between 10 and 20. I mean, if they if they make the playoffs it's and, you know, losing the first round, it's probably going to be maybe the 13th pick. But I imagine if they miss the playoffs, I imagine Dallas will be somewhere between 10 and 15 for sure. But but now that I look at it, you know, after despite saying that the top five draft pick would be best for the Cowboys, I did come to the realization that it's not always a good thing to have a top five draft pick because 
and I, and I explained this, you know, the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, several of those, you know, those teams, you know, who had top five draft picks for so many years, it hadn't helped them. How How's it? If it doesn't help them, what makes us so sure it's going to help the Cowboys? I mean, the bottom line is the excitement and the importance of a top five draft pick is quite overrated. So from what I see in this game, I can really tell you that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the game against the Giants. Even if the Washington football team wins and Dallas still won, the, the positive thing to say, ladies and gentlemen, would be that at least Dallas went with their heads high. At least Dallas was able to finish out the season with a win because even though sometimes tanking is the way to go to get the first overall pick, even though I said the Cowboys would, would lose all the rest of their games and there's no point in winning, I'm really kind of going back on my own word, y'all, okay? Tanking is not a good thing, okay? And in my heart, I, I strongly believe that when you tank, when you purposely lose games, you are not only losing respect for yourself, you are losing respect for the sport for the sport of football, okay? And not only that, but when a team tanks, purposely loses games, the reputation of the game of football is damaged. There's never a reason for you to never to put any effort there's never any reason for you to not go out there and try to win a game. It's about trying hard. It's about commitment. It's about dedication. It's about really going out there and stepping on a gridiron and making a hell of a difference. Okay. Now from the schedule, as I'm taking a look, is that the Washington football team and the Eagles will be playing on Sunday Night Football. So to confirm... And as far as I know, the Dallas Cowboys will be playing at around 3.30. So that being said, I will have to sit down, keep my eyes on TV. I will have to watch the Eagles play the Washington football team. Because I'm going to be sitting there on my couch with my fingers crossed, okay? Hoping. You know what? No, not hoping. I'm actually going to be cheering. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. As a Cowboys fan... I will be cheering for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know damn well that I am not the only Dallas Cowboys fan out there that will be a diehard Philadelphia Eagles for that one particular situation. <coughs> My apologies. Sorry about that. Still recovering from allergies, as you see. But yes, I'm not afraid to tell the world I will cheer for the Philadelphia Eagles in that, in that game. But in the current situation, you can't really blame me now, can you? So yes, the game is at 7.20. Okay. However, and then, like I said, Dallas is at, in fact playing at three thirty against the New York Giants. You know, at uh, actually, oh, actually, no, what, no, I take that back. It's not going to be at three thirty like I thought it was. It actually says here the game's going to be at noon. <laughs> well, I'm just glad I was able to confirm and uh, verify and everything. But you know, speaking of that, eh, according to today, uh, two players. Have been placed on the COVID night uh, on the COVID nineteen list. One of them is uh, safety Darian Thompson. And that's actually uh, not very good for the Cowboys, but you know it is what it is. And you know at least you know there's still players out there. You know Trayvon Diggs is still there. Trayvon Diggs intercepting Jalen Hurts was actually pretty special. You know a teammate intercepting a former teammate. So that was you know there, there goes uh, a little Alabama Crimson Tide connection, but. But, you know, and I was actually glad, you know, Trayvon uh, Diggs, you know, coming back, finishing out the season is great. You know, he was hurt for a while with a foot injury. I think, I believe it was a broken nose in the foot, but, uh, did, I, did I just say broken nose in the foot? I meant to say a broken bone in the foot, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, I'm a little, uh, 
I'm a little shaken up right now. Kind of had a great day. The excitement in me is boiling. You know, I am sad that Christmas came to an end because Christmas is my favorite season. And quite frankly, I am always in the Christmas spirit. I'm always, you know, the kind of guy to give gifts and take care of all my friends and family. But, yeah, I'm sad, you know. And quite frankly, I'm even more sad that the cold weather will soon come to an end. Because you can call me crazy if you want, but I love cold weather. And I hate hot weather. So, anyway, Dallas' chances to win the NFC issues are, in fact, slim. But what's what's, uh, important is that it's not impossible, okay? The Cowboys averaging 36 points a game, okay, on this three-game winning streak. However, the Giants are currently on a three-game losing streak, okay? A three-game losing streak. Now, most people will say the team has given up. Look, perhaps. But then again, are the New York Giants really the kind of team that's going to lay down for the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, quite frankly, if you think that the Giants in any situation are just going to lay there and let the Cowboys beat up on them on their home turf, no, sir, you are out of your damn mind. (laughs) So I expect the Giants to actually put up a fight because keep in mind, the New York Giants still have a shot of making the playoffs, okay? That's just how terrible the NFC least is. Yes, that's right, I said NFC least. So, if Washington loses and New York beats beats, uh, the Dallas Cowboys... Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the NFC least will have a 6-10 and record. Quite frankly, I don't know what's more humiliating. A team without a name to win the NFC East or a team with a 6-10 and record winning the NFC East. Either way, it's not good. But then again, we have to look at the fact that at least there was a champion that was crowned. Okay? Because no matter how bad the record is, at least the winner was, was crowned. And the winner did something more important. It wasn't handed to them. It was earned. Alright? But yes, New York is in fact on a three-game losing streak. But here's something I should point out to you. The Giants are averaging excuse me, 8.7 points in this three-game losing streak. And Dallas, you know, a plus nine turnover differential in that stretch. While the Giants are at negative two. It's obvious that the Dallas Cowboys are obviously the better team coming into this game. You know, with more talent, you know, a lot of momentum. All the Giants, you know, like I said, you know, lost, you know, three straight games. But the Giants are in a situation to where they're at a point where they have nothing to lose. And quite frankly, they would love nothing more than to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the game and, you know, and, like, you know, ruin their playoff chances. So, you know, and the Giants have done that before, so, you know, they could definitely do it again, although that was during the era of Eli Manning. And, you know, the New York Giants, you know, are, are really not the team they were, you know, 10 years ago, you know, winning games and, you know, sneaking the playoffs with a 9-7 and record and then just, you know, upsetting the 49ers in the NFC Championship and then upsetting the, the Patriots again in the Super Bowl, beating them 21-17. But the Giants are still the Giants, and they're still perfectly capable of, of upsetting the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Lord knows how many times they've done it. I mean, they can certainly do it again. But the Giants and Cowboys are kind of hoping for the same thing. I mean, they're really ho- hoping that Alex Smith does not start for Washington and that Terry McLaurin does not start. And there's no doubt in my mind that Giants fans and Cowboys fans could very well become diehard Eagle fans for just one game. And I love how this the scenario is set up. The Cowboys and Giants play at noon. 
Washington and Philadelphia play at 7.30, okay? So first we decide who's eliminated first, and then we really decide how it goes. So New York is eliminated after that, and then Dallas, all of a sudden, they wait their fate. If Philadelphia pulls it off, and the Cowboys fans will certainly rarely say, thank you, Philadelphia. <laughs> Look, but Philadelphia's not really thinking, you know, we're not winning this for Dallas. We're winning this for ourselves because the Eagles as well, even though they're out of the playoffs, they too are in a situation to where they have nothing to lose. And just like I said, I assure you they have no intention to letting Washington humiliate them and beat them on their own turf. Basically, no matter what the situation, every game counts because at the end of the day, it's all about pride. Now, the Eagles certainly want to beat the Reds, excuse me, to beat the Washington football team, you know, to gain some pride, you know, to finish the season at least with a win because finishing out the season with a win, even if you're out of the playoffs, it still means something. But, you know, with a playoff berth on the line like that and and hoping that your arc rival can beat another arc rival to give it to you, I mean, how often do you how often do you see that? I mean, not very often, quite frankly. Well, I'm gonna take a look at the final injury report for the Cowboys and the Giants. Okay, let's see. Golden Tate for the Giants is listed as questionable with a calf injury. Well, I, I guess you can say, yeah, if he does not play, Golden Tate is certainly going to be out of the... It's certainly going to find his way out of the Giants organization. Although before the 2019 season, he did sign that new deal, which was about $37.5 million. But but Golden Tate really hasn't been very productive with the Giants. Uh, you know, had that suspension last year due, due to PEDs. And and he there was a game this year that he, that he missed because of... Uh, I think with the, you know with behavioral problems. I mean, you know, Joe Judge, the head coach of the Giants, you know, described it, I believe, as on-field antics, or at least that's what these sources described it as. But he missed. He did. He did not play last week because of a calf injury. So we can just expect that Golden Tate is on, is on, is probably going to play. But I'm I'm not sure if, if he's able to be a difference maker for the Giants. Well, it says here, okay, fullback Elijah Penny is out of the game. Uh, not surprisingly, Dallas will not have Leighton Vander Esch. And I, I gotta spend a little time talking about Leighton Vander Esch. It, look, it's, it, it really seems at this point that Wiley, a.k.a. the Venom is absolutely right. It's not fair to label Leighton Vander Esch like this, but it really seems like he's he's become Sean Lee 2.0. I mean, look, as talented and as a great of a player that Leighton Vander Esch is, his health has become a serious cause for concern. I mean, he, he can't stay healthy. And, you know, when you're a key player and you can't stay healthy, you know, it's frustrating. So, if he can't stay healthy, then there's no reason for the Cowboys to sign him to a long-term deal. I mean, you know, with all, if these injuries, you know, pile up again next year, then I guess you can say Lane Vandrash is probably going to sign with another team. But but that's, an, that's, another, that's another bridge, you know. That, we'll, we, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it, but... So what's for sure is that Lane Vanderish is out, but there is no report about Xavier Woods and Antoine Woods, so they're very likely to play. But let me go and double check for you. All right, well, Antoine Woods is definitely a uh, Antoine Woods. You know, I gotta say, you know, this dude is just 
certainly underrated, and oh boy, you know, give this dude a chance. You know, play, former player out of USC. Okay, nope. Okay, six days. Okay, well he's already on injury reserve. Okay, I forgot about that. All right, so he's definitely so he's on injury reserve. You know, as of six days ago. It's a, it's a shame, really, because Antoine Woods is a good player. But, you know, he's hurt, so... Okay. Let's see. So it's right there. And I really am hoping Xavier Woods plays. I mean, it hasn't been the best year for him, but believe it or not, he is uh, well-needed. Or perhaps I should say he is badly needed. All right, Chido Wuzie, okay, is actually a full go. Okay, that's good. Lane Vendress, of course, like I just said, he has. Okay, so he's been officially ruled out. Okay, so this confirms it. And Xavier Woods is listed as questionable. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and have to. I don't expect Xavier Woods to play. Maybe he'll play a couple of snaps. Okay, if, if he does play. It's probably going to be as a backup. He might come in for a couple of stat, uh, a couple of snaps, but I'm not sure if I see him starting the game. Because if Dallas wins the game, you know, wins the, and wins the NFC East, Xavier Woods is going to be ready to go when the Cowboys, you know, whoever they face in the playoffs, which is, you know, it could be Green, Green Bay or Seattle, Los Angeles, or Lord knows who else. But despite the, if the odds are all against them, the Cowboys are going to have as they're going to need as many players as possible to be healthy and ready to go. But as far as everything goes, really realistically, Washington really should have, should have no problem beating the Eagles. Now, even if um, uh, the other the other guy, even if Alex Smith uh, does not play, it really doesn't make much of a difference because the the dude who took over. And I really apologize. I I'm trying to remember his name, but I can't get it off the top of my head. But uh, oh, that's right. okay. Tyler, excuse me, Taylor Heineke. Okay. Tyler Heineke is, you know, a dude that, you know, Ron Rivera play, knows really well. He was a member of the Panthers when Ron Rivera was still coaching the Panthers. So, man, if this guy, you know, a lot of people believe if, if Tyler Heineke plays that it, it's, it's going to be a huge difference maker, but I don't, I don't think it will. Tyler Heineke, I mean, people think that he's, he's just going to play bad. I mean, no, I don't think so. Finished 12 for 19, 137 yards, and threw a touchdown. I mean, that's respectable, even though the Washington football team were unable to come back and beat the Panthers. So... So I would say just because Alex Smith is not playing, I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean anything good for Dallas. So, but I'm gonna take a look at the picks from CBS Sports. Okay. Uh, <laughs> New York Jets at the New England Patriots. <laughs> That'll certainly be interesting. Isn't it? Well, so they have okay. This pick all right. CBS Dallas beats New York thirty-one seventeen. All right. I would say more like 38 to 17 and I'll get to that in a second. But now let's talk about the pick between Washington and Philadelphia. Here we are. Yep. Washington, oh, they have Washington winning 28 to 17. Well, yep. Like it's like I said, Eagles are missing everyone in this game because of an injury. Alex Smith could be back. I mean, Philadelphia backups it's not. It's not gonna help. It's gonna help Washington for sure, but for Philly, it's really not gonna help the cause. So the, Washington has a tremendous advantage, even though this is in Philadelphia. So 
I hate to say, but I, I think Dallas really, their hopes are, are pretty much over and might as well just beat the Giants 38-17. to That's my pick. And just at least go out, finish the season with a win and have a little bit of pride and, and just, you know, watch the playoffs, you know, and then get ready for next season. All I can say. But, yes, I'm going to stick with Dallas beats New York 38-17. to I think Zeke Elliott has a pretty good uh, running game. He has it finishes with his third 100-yard uh, uh, rushing game, but I think I think Ceedee Lamb is going to be the guy to talk about. I think Andy Dalton and Ceedee Lamb are really going to have a good connection in this game. I think Ceedee Lamb scores three touchdowns and catches catches has ten catches for 150 yards. I think da- I think Demarcus Lawrence for, uh, sacks the, uh, Daniel Jones twice. I think Randy Gregory forces a fumble and Jalen Smith recovers. And I say Dallas, Dallas forces four turnovers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the first episode of the year 2021. I hope everybody has a blessed day. I hope your New Year's went well. I hope everybody is safe. Thank you all very much for coming in this evening, and I will see you next time.